I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. Joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, man. Somber night. Um, rough night in the AAC all around. Uh, obviously, you lose to the Clippers, but losing a guy like Dwight Powell, all jokes aside, this isn't a joking thing. You know, I know we've joked about Dwight on this pod, and that's just For performance years. on. Yeah, that's that's just performance on the court and stuff. But I mean, you, you literally can't hype up this man enough of what he means to this team and organization uh, off the court, just chemistry wise. Uh, I honestly haven't seen the organization talk about somebody so glowingly besides Dirk. You know, like it's literally like Dwight is in a weird way, Seriously. almost the same vein that they talk about a player and a person. And I think you saw it personified when, you know, when Dwight went down, um, one, he didn't do it. Jim Bolin did just leave your player on the court, land on the ground uh, for, for the Bulls. Remember when Gafford went yeah. down? Yeah. Uh, yeah, different type of injury. But, you know, when Dwight went down, they called the timeout after, you know, the whole bench emptied. And, it, I mean, it was not even a no-brainer. They just all came off the bench. And it's just, you know, I think they, they cut to commercial break after that. And just seeing the entire coaching staff, trainers, every player on the bench, like every the whole row over there was just completely empty. And you just don't see that very often. Um, it just shows you what Dwight means to this franchise. And... It looks like you know they fear the worst, and it's it's brutal for the whole team. Absolutely. So today on the podcast, we will talk about Dwight Powell's Achilles injury. Um, what we know right now, we're recording this as of uh, just about uh, midnight uh, Central Time on uh, Tuesday night going into Wednesday. And so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Mavericks game against the Clippers, break that down. It was still an exciting game even after, you know, they kind of recovered from, you know, the shock of Dwight Powell's injury. We'll talk about that game, break that game down. Kristaps Porzingis made his return. And so uh, instead of talking about all that, we're going to do a mailbag. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're going to do so much stuff to talk about. Also, there's a rumor on the jump from Brian Windhorst. He apparently said something we're allowed to aggregate. So we're going to talk about that. The Mavericks are interested in a type of player. And so we'll probably get into that a little bit. Uh, There's just so much to get to. But, Isaac, before we do, uh, everyone, make sure you are following and liking the Locked On NBA Net Instagram and Twitter. I run those accounts now, posting stuff every single day. Uh, don't look at the Instagram right now because I just posted uh, Kawhi dunking on Luca, but I, f- I felt like that was the biggest, play, <laughs> biggest play, of the most exciting play of the night. But uh, go and like those posts. Go and follow Locked On NBA Net also on Twitter. Uh, I really appreciate all those that have done that, and also on Facebook, the Locked On NBA um, page. Go like that one. Go like all the videos on there. Posting stuff every day from all the different podcasts. So go like that. I really appreciate it. And also, if you are interested or your business is interested in advertising with a podcast, you can advertise with Lockdown Maps. You can contact us directly. You can DM me and Isaac on Twitter. 
Our DMs are open. We're always willing to talk to you about it. You can email me, nickangstead at gmail. Uh, you can go and do that as well if you're interested in advertising with the Locked On Mavericks show. You know us and you know um, the, our audience, and so we can bring something, some value to your organization for sure. All right. So let's just get into it before we get into the game. I mean, so Dwight Powell uh, goes down with about three minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, he gets the ball out on the right wing, and he's about to drive drive into the paint. Um, and his right foot basically just like collapses underneath him, like it just gives out from behind him. He tried to plant behind him, and then he'd push off, and it just completely collapsed. And in the video, you know, they slowed it down, and you can see like his, you know, his calf muscle kind of like, you know, bounce off of or recoil or whatever, however you want to describe it. Uh, it was pretty gruesome to watch if you did it in real slow motion. Uh, the Twitter doctors are all over the place on this. Uh, mm-hmm. People were saying immediately it was an Achilles tear, uh, but it just had that feeling that it was something pretty serious. Luca walks over to you know Dwight Powell and uh, looks at him. You know, basically you can see the the, the angle from above. He just goes oh, really like you know another thing and was really feeling bad for his you know his guy Dwight. Uh, JJ Barea comes over. His hands are like over his face and over his mouth, and like he just went through this. He just went through this Achilles injury, and so you. He, you wonder if he just knew exactly as soon as he saw Dwight's reaction, maybe he was looking at it up close, like maybe he saw something that he just knew right away it was some kind of Achilles injury and that he had gone through it. Um, it was a big deal, and like Isaac said, it was a, a big hit for the team. Um, on the court, we'll talk about some of those implications, but I think probably the biggest thing is Dwight as a competitor and Dwight as a player and Dwight as a locker room guy. He is, you know, huge for this team. Honestly, we, we, we talk about... You know, Boban and Porzingis replacing Dirk in certain aspects of the Mavericks team. Uh, Boban replacing his, you know, jovial attitude, you know, the the fun-loving guy, the goofy guy uh, in the locker room. You know, we talk about his hard work too, but uh, Porzingis replacing some of the production that Dirk brought to the table, the spacing, you know, things like that. Um, the the way that he speaks to the media, the way that he sort of is a, an ambassador for this team in a way. Dwight Powell is uh, the... Hard work that Dirk has, like that, you know, I guess blue-collar attitude. He's the, you know, going to work hard every day. Dorian mentioned after the game that sometimes you have to tell him to stop working (laughs) because he's working too hard. Uh, And Dwight also replaces Dirk in the, you know, community outreach sense. He is a guy that you always see him. If you follow the Mavs Care accounts on Instagram or Twitter or wherever, you always see Dwight out doing good and doing, you know, things for the community of Dallas and reaching out and doing things to – um, help make the world around him better. And he, you know, was doing that while Dirk was there, obviously, but he replaces Dirk in that aspect as well as, as an ambassador to the city and to, you know, fans everywhere. And man, it <laughs> this injury is more than just, you know, a player going down. It's 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 big for this team, um, you know, emotionally and, and probably mentally. And you saw it a little bit in the game, but uh before we, we discuss that, I want to play this from Rick Carlisle. He um was talking about the injury and just basically describing what the loss of Dwight Powell means to this team and uh, just basically describing Dwight Powell as a player and as a person. Oh gosh, I mean, he's he's one of the he's one of the soldiers of the franchise, really, you know. Um, but he's an upbeat guy, um, and if the news ends up being the worst news, you know, um, we've we've seen 
how uh, you know Beret recovered, and Beret's playing beautifully, you know, and so uh, you know Dwight will get back there, but we don't know yet, and so you know, um, so we'll, we'll we'll find out more tomorrow. The phrase "the sol- a soldier of this franchise" sort of stuck at, stuck out to me. There's a you know a phrase that we, we say here a lot. You know, you're you're a good soldier. You know, you're a guy that, that shows up to work, basically does what you you know need to do, kind of goes above and beyond. You're loyal. You know, it's all these different attributes that you'd attribute a good soldier, uh, and he kind of attributes those to Dwight Powell in, in all the best ways. And um, man, it's just it's uh, it was gut wrenching to hear Carlisle and you were there. What was Carlisle's like mood or what was his tone and approach? It's pretty much what the whole arena was, you know, after he went down, what the kind of the team, you know, it, it was kind of just a weird feeling after, you know, he, he went down he couldn't, you know, he couldn't put weight on it. They helped him off and you knew it was bad. I mean, everybody knew it, it was bad and, and it was just weird. You know, Dwight is the, you know, the second longest tenured Maverick behind JJ Barea. And, you know, he's, he's been there, you know, the longest and, it, it's he is a staple of the organization at this point. It's kind of weird as it sounds because it does feel like it wasn't that long ago that the Rondo trade happened, but yeah. Dwight's been here and he has established his, his place in, in this organization. And, you know, when Rick walked in post game, you just saw it. And you, I mean, it was the same thing. I mean, everybody felt the same thing. You know, everybody I, I talked to going to the press conference at halftime, just media, different people, it's just like, this sucks. Like, that was just the comment. Like, everything about this sucks because of how good of a dude he is. And Rick Carlisle said, you know, he, he, he called him, he described him as a constant, you know, after the game mm-hmm. in another quote. And, it really is. I mean, he is. It's like it's like going into school every day, and you have that like one teacher that's at the front door greeting you every single day. No rain, snow, sunshine, whatever <laughs> it is, they're opening up the door for you to walk into the school, and they're like the nicest person. They're there every single day, and you know, like no matter if your life sucks or not, you're gonna walk through that door, and that teacher is gonna greet you with like the biggest smile and like welcome you and say good morning, all this stuff. They are like a constant, and like Dwight is a constant. He he literally is the hardest worker. I just tweeted like two weeks ago, if two weeks ago, maybe last week, of how I was still I was at the arena. It was eleven thirty, over an hour since the game had ended. I was waiting in the locker room, me and like two or three other reporters. I was waiting to talk to Dwight. It kept on getting updates saying, hey, he's still working out. After the game, he goes and works out. Puts in a hardcore workout after every single game. And then he goes and watches film with a member of the coaching staff. We're over an hour after the game. Most players are at Nick and Sam's. They're at, you know, they're already gone. It was a big win. Like, they're just out. Like, And Dwight's there over an hour past the game, still in the arena, watching film with the coaching staff, working out. It's just who he is. And... You know, obviously he's not gone. He's gonna he's gonna be around the team when rehab starts. And, yeah, we're kind of talking know, about him like he died. <laughs> yeah, but but I you know another common conversation that was happening was after you know after the game was look at the the Mavericks history with this type of injury. They've went through JJ Barea. They went through the Wesley Matthews you know stuff Achilles. You know even Dirk had some Achilles stuff. They've went down this road before with some players and. 
you know Dwight. He's friends with J.J. Barea. He's friends with Dirk. He's friends with Wesley Matthews. You know Wesley Matthews is hitting up his phone tonight and telling him, you got a long road ahead, but it's you know, it's coming. I'm going to be there with you. This is what I did. He's got people there. He's got an organization going to support him, and uh, he'll be back. And like everybody said, I think J.J. Barea told Tim McMahon, he's like, there's nobody that's going to work harder than Dwight Powell in this recovery and stuff. So, yeah. Speedy recovery, Dwight. You hate it, and uh, but now the Mavericks got to figure out what's kind of next of that. They have a lot to figure out what's coming next. We'll li- we hear from Kristaps Porzingis uh, what he has to say about this whole Dwight Powell injury. We'll talk about what it means to the franchise, and then we'll break down the Mavericks' win against the Clippers. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Ooh, I wish they won. Oh dang! Shut up. Okay, they lost. <laughs> <laughs> we'll break down the we'll break down the Mavericks' loss to the Clippers. Um, but before we do, Isaac Harris, are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. If you're tired of watching the games from your couch and gain nothing, sometimes you just want something a little bit more to be invested in. Sometimes you want to, uh, you know, have an outcome. Your fantasy is probably is over for everybody. Um, you want something else? You can go to mybookie.ag, and right now they will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to a thousand dollars. That means if you deposit two thousand dollars, they'll give you an extra thousand dollars in free money to work with on mybookie.ag. There's all different kinds of ways that you can bet. You can bet NBA games, you can bet NFL games, all kinds of stuff that you can do on mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Locked On NBA to activate the offer. I'm looking on there right now, uh, and right now they have the Kansas City Chiefs as a two-point favorite right now. Uh, so basically, you're just picking straight up. You know, are, you, are you picking the the Chiefs or the 49ers right now, Isaac? I lean towards the Chiefs right now. I think I would lean towards the Chiefs too. Dallas is own Patrick Mahomes, so we're gonna lead there again. Use the promo code Locked On NBA MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. And right now, we talk about physical fitness a lot. We just talked about Dwight Powell. Obviously, he has a long road ahead of him of rehab and all kinds of stuff. Uh, But there's another side of the game that's just as important, talking about mental fitness. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation that has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. And Calm can help train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For LeBron, for LeBron, for LeBron, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. He says, quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. So right now, if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you get 40% off of a Calm membership. With Calm, you have access to nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves or all kinds of stuff, storms. Uh, sleep stories, meditations, all kinds of things to help you sleep better. And for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash locked on. All right, Isaac. The Dwight Powell injury... Uh, is tough for the Mavericks, um, but they've had they've dealt with injuries before. We mentioned it. Wesley Matthews went through this, and the Mavericks you know picked him up, and he played what he took him took him six months, didn't it, to come back from an Achilles injury? And he was uh, 29, 30 at that point. He was you know towards the end of his prime. Um, JJ Barea just came back from it, and it didn't you know he didn't seem to have too many adverse effects. We haven't seen him a lot on the court, but from what we've seen, he seems you know to be doing well. The Mavericks know how to rehab this injury. 
Um, and they have guys that have rehabbed major injuries before. Chris Porzingis is one of those, and you got to ask Chris Porzingis about this uh, and how you know how Dwight Powell can kind of tackle this and come back. And so let's hear from Chris Porzingis on how um, you know Dwight Powell can attack this rehab. Kepi, you've went through a long recovery before. Dwight's recovery probably be pretty long. What what advice would you give to him on the mental aspect of it? Yeah. Uh, it's just take it day at a time, you know. Make make every day a little bit of progress, you know. Don't don't get stuck at any point. Don't get like discouraged. Uh, I think I think Dwight has a really good mindset, a really you know strong mindset, and and he's he's gonna be fine throughout the rehab if you know if if we get the worst news, you know. So um, he he he, he uh, you know he'll he'll be around. I'm sure he's he's been great for the locker room been great for you know for the culture that we're trying to build and and he has a strong mindset and you know that's why we love him so much Porzingis knows you know coming back from huge injuries he just did it um what did you think about Kristaps Porzingis and the way that he kind of responded to Dwight because he hasn't been around long but I'm sure he's been around enough to know you know Dwight and understand what he means to this team yeah I mean just that he already knows the impact that Dwight has on the team and he's already, you know, built a relationship with him. Just the day by day aspect of it of, you know, when you know, and we're obviously speaking at the time that you're listening to this podcast, you might already know the extent of the injury. We're speaking as we're expecting it to be the worst of the worst, just like the Mavericks are that you know, they're fearing that it's gonna be the worst season of the ending injury. is what we're talking about. Yeah, and so um, you know, he's getting the MRI on Wednesday and uh, I'm sure we'll hear something, you know, shortly after that, they're not having practice on Wednesday. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, just for Porzingis, he's went through a long recovery and stuff before, uh, DP's about to go through all of it again. And, you know, I liked, I, I you know, Porzingis is just a, a, a amazing player just to talk to and stuff. And I know this is off to white, but before that he talked about the game and just his reaction of his first answer to about the game and about coming back was this game's on me and this this loss is on me i you know i got to get better i and he even said he he knew the counter that everybody was going to have in their mind well, of you're this is your first game <laughs> yeah you're rusty and he said i, I don't want to hear about the rust stuff i got to be better i got to shoot better and stuff he said he know he knows where he's at for him to take that blame and stuff it just speaks to the character of kp that sounds like a savvy media guy or savvy guy that's been through New York media, right? <laughs> already has the, already has the counter to what the media is going to say. All right, let's uh, transition, go into this game a little bit, starting with Porzingis. His first game back after missing, what, 10 games? Um, man, first couple possessions, just you could just tell that the rim protection was such a welcome sight from Porzingis. There's just something different. Like, Maxie's a, a pretty good rim protector, Boban, you know, can block shots at the rim. Boban can be a force around the rim here and there. There's just something about a guy seven foot three with long arms that can get around and move like Porzingis does. That just he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get counted for a lot of block shots. You know, I think what did he get like one in this game? Yeah, uh, it should have been a, it should have been at least three or four. Um, but he was just altering so many shots around the rim, grabbing rebounds that are up high. You know, they're just they're they're different rebounds. Like those rebounds hit different, right? Like seven yeah. foot three rebounds hit differently, uh, and so uh, it was great to see Kristaps come back on that end specifically. Uh, man, I kind of forgot after this Dwight Powell thing, but 
The Mavericks and the Clippers at the beginning of this game, they combined to start, what was it, one of 20 from the field in the first four minutes. I mean, just absolutely brutal, awful. The Mavericks scored one point in the first five minutes of the game. I mean, just absolutely terrible. Uh, Then they came back, and then they started actually scoring. They started actually putting it on. Luka, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Porzingis, back-to-back-to-back, scored on possessions. Um, What did you think about Kristaps Porzingis, just the first impressions of him coming back? Yeah, I mean, I texted you. He looked like a baby giraffe just (laughs) out there. Just, I mean, there was clumsy moments. The shot just wasn't there. You know, he was just rusty. And just getting back into the flow of everything and get back into his groove. You know, Rick said before the game he's going to play him in shorter stints compared to his normal uh, normal minute uh, rotation, all that. And I was actually surprised he came in uh, back in at the end of the game in the fourth. And he had hit that 24, 25-minute mark, and he finished with, I think, a little over 27. But uh, ended up coming in at the end of the game. You know, he went one of eight from the three-point line. He did have nine boards. His first, you know, the Clippers' first possession was a missed shot, and KP brought down the board. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm glad to see you back in the paint again. <laughs> Um, but you know he he still he did get bodied around a little bit. Yeah. But uh, let's just say Zubot. How you want to say Zubots? Zubots. All right. Uh, the T. We yeah. got we got a, we got a pronunciation update. We can say three thousand words in a podcast, but uh, anyway, um, Zubots and Harold. You know, there at times they kind of put um, you know pushed him around a little bit, but that's. We got to see what's going to happen with big man stuff moving forward. And I thought Beaumont uh, played had some solid minutes when he came in for Dwight. Uh, had some post up plays. Had a big post up in the fourth over Harrell. And you know, I was I was texting you. I was like, can Beaumont get in sooner? Like I was. I wish they would have put him in sooner. And you know, he got some fourth quarter run. I thought Beaumont played really well in this game. Beaumont played just under sixteen minutes. Twelve point seven boards. Two blocks. Uh, he had five. He hit five shots, and I feel like four of them were over the top of Harold. <laughs> like this little, yeah. his little one-handed. It should be a floater, but he do, he can't jump, and so it's just like, like a little toss. Like it seems like a Papa shot shot. Uh, he hit those over Harold, and the block that he had on Harold. I mean, just made him look like Montrez Harold is you know a big man. He plays center, but he is like six seven, right? Like he is Luca's size, and standing next to Boban just makes him look so small. Uh, Clippers fans have to just be concerned, very concerned, seeing that they play those lineups with just Harrell as their big man, and to see him get overwhelmed like that, um, you know, for the playoffs if they have to play like the Lakers or somebody, but or the Nuggets or the Jazz. Um, but yeah, Boban did play some good minutes. He, you know, Kristaps Porzingis, ten points, nine boards, uh, one steal, one assist, and one block that should have been a lot more. That one three though that he made. That was nice. It was it was a Boban and Porzingis lineup with uh, Delon Brunson and Curry. So three point guards and two centers out there. A Carlisle special, pretty pretty much. And the you know the Clippers are worrying all about the Mavericks around the rim. You know the, the seven foot three and seven foot four guys around the rim. And then all of a sudden one of them just pops out to the corner and hits a three pretty casually. I mean that that's some pretty cool stuff to see that the Mavericks can do when they're all you know hitting on all cylinders. Oh, you're talking about when KP hit the corner thing? Yeah, KP just popped. He was okay, there. Yeah. Boban and him were both around the rim. All the Clippers were like, we have these two huge guys around the rim. We have to rebound. We have to box out. And then all of a sudden, Porzingis just like sneaks over to the corner, hits a three. And I thought that, that was great. But uh, that yeah, was the only three yet. 
Yeah, his only three of the game. And you you look at the bigs who came off the bench uh, for Powell, and you know Boban played 15 minutes, was a plus four. Maxi played 31 minutes and was a minus 17, uh, which is kind of a weird outlier in this game because the next uh, person on the you know negative chart there is Tim Hardaway at a minus seven in the game. But the thing with hey, well, the thing with Maxi is he was guarding Kawhi. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. It, 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 and it wasn't even a Maxi Dorian thing. Like, Kawhi Leonard's the best player in the world. Bingo. Yeah. Like, that ain't. Yeah. So, I'm glad you agreed with that. I agree. I'm that, there. Yeah. Okay. I was I was waiting for pushback on that, and we saw it tonight. He is the best player on the planet, and when he gets in his zone like that, I mean, this guy just led his team to the playoffs and won a title. And he gets going like that. There's nothing you can do about it. And there was Maxi and Dorian. They were playing him really good. Like I thought they played really good defense on him. Some of those drives. And I mean Kawhi literally was just shooting it right in their face in mid range and kind of that mid post there. And I mean Kawhi was just doing. At one point, Eddie you know, Eddie Sefko looked at me and was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Kawhi's just you know, killing him right now. You know he's he, he's just doing what he wants, and that that's what Kawhi does. Kawhi gets away with the little shove, the little push off shove on offense when he's driving. He throws a little elbow out, mm-hmm. the little arm extended. Luca gets away with it a lot. LeBron obviously all the well, time. LeBron's did it his whole career. Harden yeah. gets away with it all the time. But that is the mark of one of the best players in the NBA. If you can get away with that move, you know the Michael Jordan. <laughs> Byron Russell. The Michael Jordan Byron Russell shove. If you can get away with that, like you have made it and you were the top at the top of your game. Uh, and he just does it so subtly that if you, you have to go back and rewatch plays over to, just to see it. Um, but Kawhi was the reason why they won this game. Landry Shaman hit the two threes late that we'll talk about. But Kawhi, 36 points, 11 boards, two assists, three steals, two blocks. I mean, just absolutely stuffing the stat sheet. He had a read on every single Mavericks pass, right? Like he just, he knew yeah. if he couldn't get to it physically, he knew where it was going to go and he was able to get close to it and close out and he was all over the place. And then on offense, he could just, he wasn't hitting from three. He was one of nine himself. Like, like KP he had 33, 33 points of non threes. Yeah. Yeah. And he hit, he hit 12 shots. Uh, and then he was 11 of 12 from the free throw line uh, after, you know, getting fouled and stuff. We even talked about the refs, but we'll get into it a little bit. Um, it's it's a little frustrating. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating to watch these teams, uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't think they were as bad as the Lakers refs, but uh, there were definitely moments that it was rough. Kawhi was holding Lucas you know, jersey yeah. towards, I think, it was the end of the half. I think. Um, there was different times. Tim Hardaway just got hacked completely well, driving to the basket one play. Even that massive dunk that Kawhi had, if you go watch the replay, like Dorian may have fouled him before, but they called the foul on Luka when Luka actually got his face smushed in by Kawhi's hand on, on the way up. Yeah. Like, just stuff like that. And you just, that's when you start thinking about Tim Donaghy, right? Like, <laughs> start going back to. Who was favored tonight? What's the spread? <laughs> what is the spread? All right, coming up, let's get into more of this game, break down the end of it, because it ended up coming down to the wire. It was another clutch loss for the Mavericks, but I was encouraged by this clutch loss, and so let's talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of this game. Kawhi, obviously, it was just going crazy, um, but the Mavericks had a real chance in this game, and it came down um, to the very end. The Mavericks were... 
man, it was like it was up and down. So like, there's one point where uh, the Mavericks went on a 10-0 run in the fourth quarter with about five minutes left, and they end up taking the lead back. They go back and forth, and then Porzingis comes back in two minutes left, two minutes and 23 seconds left in the game. Uh, and that's when Landry Shamit hit two threes, pretty much on, on back-to-back possessions. Uh, and the Mavericks were down 98 to 105. And uh, then you're like, okay, well, it's seven points. They have a minute 43. Like, that's when you start doing math, right? <laughs> you start doing math in your head. Where, How can the Mavericks come back? Luka didn't take a step back. He drove on Montrez Harrell, uh, gets the game to within five. Kawhi comes back and hits his only three of the game with <laughs> A minute 15 of left. Of course, Luca hits a step back three to respond to that with a minute eight left. So the game's five point game at this point. Uh, then Tim Hardaway Jr., give him credit. Montrez Harrell was, was down trying to score in the post, and Tim Hardaway Jr. grabs one of the biggest rebounds of maybe his career. <laughs> he was just a, yeah. a monster. Like, that's what you call a man board at that point. Um, and then. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith gets away with a little bit of a travel in the corner and then drives baseline, dishes to Maxi. It's a three-point game at this point. And then DeLon Wright gets a steal. Fifth, this is just about 20 seconds left. The Clippers inbound the ball. DeLon Wright gets a steal. You know, Basically read the play, tipped the pass, went ahead. Luka, you know, got the ball, top of the key. You know, shot clock winding down, clock winding down. I guess there's no shot clock. Uh he swung the ball over to Tim Hardaway Jr. to take the shot. Did you like the play? Oh, absolutely. Would have tied the game yeah. at that point. Yeah. Are you talking about the la- very last possession? That's when with, with about 15 seconds left, Delon Wright gets a steal. Okay, okay. Luca swings. Thought- Luca had to make the decision. Basically, do I take this contested three, the top of the key, or do I swing it over to Tim Hardaway Jr.? And he decides to swing it over to Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, and that's the right decision to make. That you got to make that decision, and I think, you know, to sum up everything with that, if if you want to sit there and say, "Oh, Luca has to take that shot," blah 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 blah, just look at their catch and shoot numbers. Luca shoots thirty two percent from catch and shoot three. Right now, Tim Hardaway Jr. is shooting forty two percent on catch and shoot threes, which is amazing. He was at thirty one percent last year. It's 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 great. So with the Mavericks, so with Luca, Luca with the good point guard that gives him the good shots. Luca swings that, hits Tim Hardaway with the perfect pass, great shot, great open look. Even after the game, Carlisle backed the decision. Luca, 100% right decision. No regrets on that. And I don't think we should have any as fans either. I mean, he he made the right play. It was that was a LeBron esque type of play at the end of the game. I mean, Jordan going to Steve Kerr. I mean, there's just so many times when when the best player has passed to a different player. Uh, yeah. You know the Ray the Ray Allen shot. Like like there's just so many times when you, you trust somebody else with the ball. And Tim Hardaway Jr., that's what he does. He hits shots, and he just didn't hit this one. And it comes kind of comes down to that. There's so many other ways the Mavericks could win. It felt like there are so many things going against them in this game. You know, Kawhi was just destroying them on both ends of the court. Uh, the refs were, you know, if you had to put, like, a meter on it, they were slightly in the Clippers' favor. Uh, the Dwight Powell injury, like, the you know, the the loss of that. Chris Porzingis being limited in his minutes. He ended up playing 27 minutes, which was more than I thought he was going to play. But he was yeah. limited. Um they weren't shooting well from three at all. Like we talked about, the three things the Mavericks had to do: Tim Hardaway Jr. had to score more than eight points. Uh, the Mavericks had to shoot better than what was it, twenty eight percent? They shot twenty seven point nine percent from from that's wild from three. What was the third thing? I can't remember. Tim Hardaway had eight points in the first matchup, and then there was a third thing: the three pointers. Tim Hardaway Jr. and 
Luca went 0 for 8 on the three-point line in the first matchup. And Luca went 3 of 12, so it was close, but pretty much. That's that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's 25%. Uh, uh, so, but all those things were going against them. They end up getting, you know, getting this game back to a clutch game was massive for this team, I think. Yeah. I think I that was encouraging. I, I, you, know, you don't want to talk about moral victories, but in a response to the last game they played against the Clippers, I thought this was good. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but no Paul George, no Pat Beverly for the second half. So, um, that's you're still talking about a deep team in the Clippers, right? Like that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll stay positive with it, but uh, you definitely don't want to see the Clippers in the playoffs in the first round. No, you want to avoid that. I would much rather see the Lakers. That's a five game series at this point in the season, right? <laughs> yeah. Well. Nah. Say it. I mean, at this point, we got to be honest with with where the Mavericks are. Like that would be a really okay, bad and, matchup for them. And I do want to touch on this real quick before we have to get off. Is just and we could talk more about it tomorrow, like expand on it. But what's next for Dallas with Dwight? Yeah, being we'll out? do that tomorrow. And, well, I just I feel like we have to just say where you know where do you think they go from here as far as starting unit? They have a choice to make now, and that's. You just simply insert Maxi alongside KP and put him in the Dwight Powell role, or it's your time to completely shift and go KP at the five, and you, you start playing smaller, and you put DeLon Wright in the game, you play Brunson a little bit more, you play Seth Curry a little bit more. <laughs> Give Darrell you, Wright what he wants. <sighs> that tweet's been deleted, right? Ooh, I don't know. I think it's been deleted. I've had a bunch of people send it to me. Yeah, I had somebody text it to me. We and uh, some people were t- talking about. It in the we'll we'll talk time. about that tomorrow. There's so many things we got to get to tomorrow. We'll talk about the implications of you know, Dwight Powell's injury. We'll talk about uh, the rumor on the jump that the Mavericks are going after a big man. Um, that was before this injury. We'll talk about Delon Wright and his brother's tweet about his role, uh, Darrell Wright's brother's role on the team. Uh, there's so many things to get to. So we'll do that tomorrow, guys. Uh, hold on, Isaac. Do you have one more thing? No, I gotta wait. Coming up next. That was your one more thing about about Troy Powell moving forward. Well, I was gonna expand on it, talk about some like how that affects the trade deadline. But that's what we'll do Nick's tomorrow. Cut, Nick's cut me off, guys, so I can't tell you like where they're gonna go on the trade deadline. So there we, you go. We will talk about it. We have every day. We do this pod every day. Did you know that? <sighs> that's true. We do talk every <laughs> day. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. So boom. <laughs>